Hello. Hello, Natalie. They're saying hello to me because they upset me and they want they want to make it look Let's like they're going to Okay, welcome to the Black <laughs> Working Podcast. Um, I think this is going to be the vibe when we record episodes on Fridays. Um, and I think we just accept it. But thank you for joining us today. This is a Let's Talk About It episode. And we really, really, really wanted to talk about... Um, a conversation that has been on it's not a timeline if it's instagram is it it's, it's the instagram feed right I, yeah. th- I think timeline is right whatever man okay timeline will do the timeline the instagram feed um many people may not have seen it because it's definitely a conversation that was sparked um in the u.s basically ebony k williams who is a journalist lawyer former new york housewife that's how i know her um, she did an interview with, I never say Dr. I- is it Ivanya? Ilan- Ianla. Ianla um, Vansant. She did an interview with her. And the premise of the interview, which we'll talk about a bit more, but people miss, is about femininity. And it was the question that Ebony asked that I thought was interesting to discuss um, was ultimately, how do we as Black women who are statistically very successful high earners how do we position ourselves in if we want to be in love and relationships with black men and they are not at the same economic and professional positions as us the question you know I have to throw in here just a topic a topic that we addressed somewhat some time ago yeah we did Um, the episode was called earning more than your man some of the sort and you yeah. know what? Your encyclopedia is failing you because I, I don't know what season and what episode, but I'll come error, back to you, but error. we have discussed this. It will be interesting to see how our views may or may not have changed since. It probably hasn't changed. But um, I, and then, so thank you, Shan. And the question that um, Ebony got back when she was saying that, look, I she's basically talking about herself. She's like, look, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be loved, but I'm doing super well financially and I can't seem to find a black man on my level and the question she got asked back is would you date a bus driver beloved I love the way she puts beloved at the end of every question even though she's just being wicked or she's actually dragging you is beloved um Tolls would you date a bus driver before I even go on I just want to know wow so you're just gonna throw me in like that it's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. That's my little song for this episode. Because I am. Combat. It's not combat. I'm asking you, friend. If I say anything off kilter, just know that it was the what? What am I drinking? I can't even remember what it's called. Something from Sainsbury's. Anyhow, <laughs> I actually would, and it yeah. depends. It depends on a couple of things. I think eighty percent no. I'd say sixty percent no. 40% yes, 60% no, if that's where kind of he intends to stay. And it's not because it's like a dishonorable profession or whatever, but because I know the challenges that come with being a bus driver in terms of the time. Because yeah, the work I'm someone that if yeah. we're going to, yeah, if I want to start a family, sorry, you need to be there as well. I cannot handle this child by myself. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I cannot do I can't come and kill myself. So I can't be with someone who's having to do this shift and that shift. And it's like, oh, yeah, babe, you can't take care of it. That's not going to work for me. I'm sorry. I know my capacity. I okay. don't need it. Okay, okay. But 
the other 40 so that was a 60 percent of no the 40 percent of yes is say someone's just doing that for like a period of time in order like they're out of employment and something and they just they just need to be in employment or it's the means to the end because i've actually dated guys who are doing roles that are means to an end i don't have a problem with that because um yeah it is what it is at the end of the day if they were someone that in discussion with them it turns out that they had a lot of opportunities sorry i am i am i am rounding up say that in the case of what ebony k williams was saying they've gone to college they've had all these opportunities like and they've not really made the most of them so that's where they've ended up i probably wouldn't because it's an indication of kind of their work ethic okay okay so let's let's pull back the reason i asked is just to just i just wanted to know but the question that Ebony gave back and the reason I kind of wanted to to talk about this subject is because it, it became pretty personal once the clips got posted on um, Instagram and people had conversations. She said, like, I would date a bus driver if he owned the bus, right? So obviously, a lot of people have come back and said, you know, it's all about money. When people are picking partners, people are devaluing certain people and, you know, they're saying things like, oh, what does it matter if he's a good man? It doesn't matter how much money he earns and all this kind of all these kind of things. And it made me really interested in the wider conversations that we're having with black women who are succeeding very well professionally. I'm talking about myself here, but don't have a partner. And the idea of like this, this idea that in order to be successful, not in order to be successful professionally, but the idea that if you are successful professionally, you shouldn't date someone who is not earning the same as you who is not equally yoked if that makes sense do you get what I'm trying to say and so for me I was just kind of interested to have a wider conversation because one of the things that was kind of missed in the wider conversation was this whole premise about femininity so the reason that Ebony wanted to speak to um Dr Van Sant is that how you say her name probably butchering it but um Dr. Ayana was because Dr. Ayana had said that women are effectively men in skirts. And I kind of wanted to unpack that in terms of you have a woman who says she wants a provider when she's told, when she says that she won't date someone who is not on an economic earning level, she's told that she needs to stop being ambitious. No, not stop being ambitious, but stop being direct, stop being aggressive, stop being, um, in control and learn how to kind of sit back in her feminine energy, go with her heart, not her head, and just let things happen. No. Pompeo <laughs> says no. Because I, I just feel like that I just no. feel like such a pressure on black women um so to be perfect. I mean it's just I can't whatever perfect means I think what one thing that you've missed in in sort of the dialogue between the two women was at that point um that oh what's her name not Ayanla what's the other lady's name Ebony. Ebony at the point that Ebony said she wouldn't date a bus driver Dr Ayanla said the issue is that Black women cannot come to a point where they understand that their social progression has now come to a different rate, pace, status than 
black men in society that basically they're facing a lot more hardships than us blah 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 which is not the match but that's not your point my 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 thing is no <laughs> like say what you want and get what you want and understand what you want in yeah. all shapes and forms and if that includes you black man not being for me for whatever reason whether it's your job title or your attitude then no and we're allowed we are allowed to ask for what we want and it doesn't mean that it is um that we are degrading or putting down other people it's just I know what I want in this space and more to the point is the ego of black men actually mean that the mismatch is so problematic it's so problematic like which is wild because we be out here willing to make the compromise I've met women who have paid for their own engagement rings wedding rings whole weddings I've met is women that, who are like I won't listen I've met, ah! I've met women Chineke. who are like okay I won't go on this holiday or that holiday. But when it comes to, like, we will compromise in this respect, sorry, but compromise down instead of my guy feeling like I need to level the f up or get out of here. Hello, hi. You know, and that's you it. We're always being compelled upon to look downwards as opposed to men being compelled upon to, like, be above mediocrity which is what Ebony was saying and I love the fact that when she was on the breakfast show and DJ Envy was trying to hot her up she brought out the Merriam-Webster dictionary yeah and said this is what mediocrity means and if you feel personally attacked by that you're projecting your own insecurities onto the situation the solution in this situation is not that. for black women to settle quote unquote or to be more accepting to be honest with you because what is what is the harm in encouraging men to achieve the same things educationally and professionally that we are doing at some point at one point yeah at one point encourage yourself um, yeah encourage yourself and at one point they were doing you know better than us and it wasn't a problem do you know what I mean it just it just feels like there's this narrative or this indoctrination and it was something that Mark Lamont Hill said as well where it's always the black woman having to you know compromise in terms of her expectations in order to accommodate basically the fragile egos of many black men because realistically if a man is quite level-headed and you know progressive a woman earning more than him shouldn't actually be an issue or problem but a lot of men have an issue with this and that's why you know there is so much friction and conflict because if there was more understanding in this respect and more flexibility in this respect for women who don't necessarily believe as Ebony K. Williams does that a man should be the provider there's plenty of women who are just like, no, I just want someone who treats it as a partnership. I don't care if I'm earning more. Like, let's just be partners in that. But a lot of men seem it to have an issue problematic. Sorry, Tos, but even that, mm. I think I think we just need to be open and honest. In the 21st century, in the UK in 2023 with cost of living, I'm sorry. 
you need to bring I'm not sorry you need to bring to the table what I'm bringing to the table the table I need the table table we we all the table, table out here. I'm the table the chair and the bread and the glass of wine to go and the butter I'm I think what I think even in what you're saying it sounds so nice but it's politically correct it, yeah. it's the nice thing to say it's the inner inner ideal not even ideal like sitting here on a podcast I can say that in real t- in real life in real life, when I'm telling you we uh-huh. need a bigger house because you wanted to lay me down and make more babies, we need more money. When I'm telling you that I don't go to work to not do up enjoyment, that I want a weekend break, I want a spa break. Spa break at my big age is not a birthday present, bruh. It's because I just want one on any given Friday. I don't want no, and I also don't want no man to feel in a position where he feels inadequate. Mm-hmm. That part. So therefore... We need to match standards. So I agree with that in principle. And now I'm going to throw a spanner in the works because, but it's more related to the American context because I have a friend and basically what he proposes, he proposes that um, the fact that black women, he, he speaks specifically to the US only, the fact that black women are more progress in education and professionalism in comparison to black women is literally a um, an intentional instrument of white supremacy in order to build conflict and division <laughs> between black men and black women. And the way we, and he posits mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. black women <laughs> oh, weaponize this when they relate to black men by saying, "Oh, you can't get a job, you can't do this," when actually the that's issue different. is white supremacy. <laughs> Can I, can I, can I, that's it. different. No, I didn't say I agree with it. Say, can I just say, <laughs> I, 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 I am of the, I am of the view, you know, uh-huh. that he's absolutely right. But I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we say white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. We throw it out easily. It's like you know, it's like when you don't wash your face at night for two weeks and you think because you're going to do one face mask, it's it's going to be a it's lack of accountability, isn't it? No, it's not lack of accountability. What it is is it's it's not it's not breaking down in each context that you use the words white supremacy, what white supremacy actually is. And so when you keep throwing it out there, you actually cheapen the term. So yeah. basically what he is saying and what I agree to a cer- to a certain extent he's saying is there are systematic institutionals, institutions and processes in place which disadvantage black men more so than they disadvantage black women if we're in a capitalist patriarchal society the ideal is you have a mum you have a dad the dad provide the dad provides the dad leads the mum nurtures and you have what is supposed to be balanced children they then go on to earn more and then to earn more and then to earn more and so on and so forth basically using the privilege they have and the financial economic stability they have from being in a two two parent home to go on to build more right and he's saying you have systems in place like um poor education over criminalization of black children girls and boys higher incarceration rates poor housing all those kind of things which lead to kind of straight paths for people to end up more likely disproportionately represented in the prison system, black boys to be disproportionately represented in exclusion system. We're more likely, and that's one thing that Ebony's subsequent comments 
comments brought to light and through in the light is that we're more likely to be low earners, more likely to be born into poverty, more likely to be in areas where we're bound to get poor education, poor health care, so on and so forth. That aspect of it, I agree with. The aspect of it I don't agree with is saying that if I, as a black woman, have done well, that I have to now still marry a black person, even though economically they're nowhere near me. And if I say I actually don't want to marry someone who is not in the same earning bracket as me, I now become an awful person. Now, one thing I will say, because I have had a partner who worked in my industry, is that the way a lot of, now I'm getting more senior, I see the way a lot of more people are doing it. Nine times out of 10, when I'm talking to my bosses, both their, them and their partner usually work in the same industry or they have the same profession or a similar prof profession. And even though one person out earns the other, they're in a professional circle and, and part of a network that feeds them. If they create, they're part of an ecosystem which continues to benefit them when they walk away from their desk. Like I know people who have been in relationships with people who were their clients who are now really professionally successful. And so they are. I know people who have have their partner at one law firm, their partner is a partner at another law firm. So they're sharing clients, they're sharing people, they're doing a lot of social things that benefit them professionally. I know for a fact, and I'm not even trying to be disrespectful, if I kind of pursue my goal to be a partner of a law firm and I have a client dinner. I can't bring my bus driver husband. And that's not me being a cow. That's mm. me being real. What is it about the bus driver that yeah. you just have the network, the experience, the bandwidth, potentially, potentially not factually? Mm. All of those things that you just said. For me, for me, for me specifically, it's just a language that people speak. It's just an environment mm. that people speak. And then also you would have to have someone who is super, super, super confident mm -hmm. going to those environments, knowing that everyone there is super, super professional as three times what they earn. It's the same thing, for example, if, um, if like you work in the music industry and like you, you're on, not on one level, but you're doing a certain thing and then your partner is nowhere near you in that industry and you bring them into that room and into environment and they may feel slightly displaced that makes sense. you've got a there's but there's a few factors at play there right because one like you said is about the comp the confidence levels of that person in terms of holding their ground in spaces it's also where work lands in 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 the whole landscape of your life the fact that some people actually will be, be able to be a lawyer and date a bus driver and the two worlds don't necessarily need to collide right. I don't really care for my partner mixing in those circles or whatever I think you have to and I always come back to this point you have to understand what it is you value and what it is that you want Absolutely. and that being said you know my myself and my partner have had this whole conversation about high high ticket high earning high value men and and what that it's means in relationships and what you want and I categorically have said to him we're comfortable but I certainly prefer to do this with someone by my side. I certainly prefer potentially at this junction, at least for you to be earning 20 grand less. If it means that we all have dinner together and you mm -hmm. come home at five exactly. and you wash the babies with me and you can drop the kids to school. That's that me. that for me. Less to do that. 
Huh? She's just so configuratively. But he doesn't have to earn less money to do that. No, 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 no. But the, the sector that he, if he was say private, if he was private sector, corporate partner in a law firm, his time capacities mm-hmm. might not be the same. And right That's now, true. in terms of raising a family and quality time, time is mm-hmm. a more important currency to me than money right now. That's where I'm money at. Money is well. important. Money is important. I'm not knocking that part down at all. But I think in terms of where we st- personally my own journey where we started and where we're at I think anything else now that gives to pro- career progression we're gonna have to do it together Mm-mm. after this junction because of because of where we started where we're at yeah, personally. But but I, I personally feel like that's that is completely separate issue not to do with what she's talking about about dating a bus driver does that make sense no, uh, but what no, my, my point is in it's... terms of what you're saying is what does it mean to have a bus driver as your partner and, and respect to all bus drivers because bruh, that's an important job. Actually, no, and it pays. Bro. It actually does pay, bruh. It can, Public yeah. transport pays. So that's I, not the I issue. Think, I think. I think. I think. What it. I think. What. What it is. What it is about basically. If I'm honest with you, is it's not even about salary. No. I, and some of the later conversations that we're going to about black mediocrity versus black excellence and things like that, they kind of they kind of conflated the two things. Conflated the two things. They went on and they kind of snowballed. And I think the wider point, the wider point she's making about is making here, is that it's about what she believes is mindset. And yes, what she believes is status, right? And and that is slightly a different point from what you're saying because, for example, you could have you could your partner could have gone into do corporate surveying or whatever, and he could have said, actually, do you not forget? I want to be at home with my family. I'm gonna take a step back. Still very professional. Still has qualifications. Still intellectually perceived to be intellectually on on the same level. Still a middle class profession. Does that make sense? I think that does make sense. I'm not sure that was my reading of what she was saying. I feel like she was saying, I mean, Iyana kind of threw out that bus driver comment and it was quite unfair. But And I feel like the way that she answered it in the moment was potentially a bit chaotic and disembodied. But then she clarified, um, Ebony clarified her points quite clearly later on. And I feel like one of the things for her was like, the reasoning and the logic behind why you are a bus driver like if you've had the opportunities if you've gone to college but you've just been average and you haven't sought to be excellent in there now you've landed in the vault of a bus driver why should I be looking at you as a potential match she's never said there's anything wrong with being a bus driver per se if that's your level if that's the skill level that has been available to you but if you've just been mediocre and you want her to settle for mediocre then it's an absolute no and I think that was what's kind of been missing from a lot of the conversations around it and what she's been putting an emphasis on is if you are having opportunities to go higher to progress to get into the colleges etc then why are you kind of ending up in these roles um maybe in comparison to black women and if you are then that doesn't mean that I ebony should now consider you as a potential match because clearly you're not because the mindset is not on the same level as my mindset. That's the way I read um what she's what she's been saying really. Um but yeah people took issue with the semantics of mediocre. But I mean I love the way that you know she what this reminds me of mm-hmm. it reminds me of 
we discussed this a little bit when we did um in every mirror she's black and mm. the guy the guy that one of the guys that kemi was seeing she was like he was like i don't have to aspire to be a ceo I, i'm happy to be comfortable and we discussed yeah. like what that meant is is mediocre is mediocre even a negative thing it's not really because you can't tell people what to do with their lives. But at the same time, they can't tell you to lower your your standards so that you should accommodate them. Like it That's really right. works both ways. I think at the end I of the day, right. if you're comfortable doing what you're doing, then go ahead because life is, you know, we get one shot at life and yeah. everyone should, you know, be able to live it how they want. But at the same time, don't be coming at me and saying, ah, you're doing this, you think this, da, 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 you're denigrating black men. Well, actually, why don't you have aspirations and why are you not working towards them and what's wrong with aspiring higher? Why are you happy to be comfortable when there's so many things that are working against you See, if you just remain at that level? See, I would pause there because we're still implying judgment, each to their damn flipping own. If you want to be comfortable, be comfortable. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to judge you for that. But what Ebony was saying is me, myself, this is what I want. And you mm. are not going to knock me for that. And I think that's it. Hold your own space in your own ground without it having to be a, a personal attack when somebody is talking about their own personal values and aspirations and remove the judgment because there's judgment on ebony for wanting more there's judgment on our she's i felt like she was quite judgy in saying oh it's mediocre da, da, da. like oh it came across even if she didn't intend for mm-hmm. it to be judgy listen hold your own lane know what you want and, and be at peace with that but, the thing but is, make sure I'm you're being sure, true to yourself i'm not sure if she I'm not sure if I would consider her judgy because she was asked her reasonings and she presented that. Now, just because people don't like it doesn't mean that she's been judgmental. Obviously, it was a trigger point for many people. Perhaps they felt the inadequacy of, you know, the lifestyles that they were living in that moment. And they wanted to leap onto the bandwagon of, ah, oh, black women are pulling down black men. I think there were a lot of people doing that. I saw DJ Envy doing that in the snippets that I saw of the bread, um, Breakfast Club interview. And I just thought... You have a right to feel how you're feeling, but actually you're feeling how you're feeling because you have decided to interpret what she's saying in a particular way. And now she's clarifying Because you feel inadequate. Because you feel inadequate. Own that. But the thing is, I don't feel he particularly felt inadequate. I think he was just empathising with the people that felt inadequate by that statement. I actually don't think he's doing that. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like when a black woman says that she deserves a certain amount of treatment or she has a certain stand Mm. she has a boundary it becomes a problem and one thing I said to my friend who's from the US she lives in New Jersey I believe when I was talking to her about this is like it seems like people from other ethnic groups don't seem to have this conversation Mm -hmm. the way that we talk about it we seem obsessed with telling black women who they can date every time you watch a Tyler Perry film or think like a woman, think like a man, da, 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 da. There's so much advice out there. There's so many people, so many influencers telling black women how to be. Because right? the underlying sentiment is basically that we should be grateful for any kind of little piece of attention that we're getting. Is what I am talking about. Because one thing I, I, I want to emphasize is that people can think like, how can this type of conversation be anything to do with work? 
But you have to realize that how you view yourself, how you think about yourself and how you advocate for yourself, that these things are not in silos. Our identities about black women are based on the stories that we've been told our entire lives about our self-worth. And I just find it very interesting that the partner that you choose is critical to the quality of life that you will have, whether that is professionally, personally, spiritually. If you have a bad husband, you know, it's going to hold you back in every area of your life. Literally. And I think another aspect of this conversation... Sorry, just I'm, just, I'm not saying a bus driver is a bad husband. I'm just saying, <laughs> no. use that as an example. I was going to be careful with that. And I think another important context to this conversation, especially when it comes to Black people in general, is that when we look at the relationship dynamics of between Black men and women and how the household structures kind of are, there is a lot of single parenting in our community where a lot of black women are really the sole providers and carers of their families. And so when you're looking at that context, a lot of black women are thinking, well, I don't want to repeat the cycle. I don't want to be rinsed out until the last, you know, iota and atom of myself. I want to find a partner who will yes. be able to sufficiently support and not leave me literally holding the baby in every manner and aspect so a lot of it is actually quite um a pro um a protective approach to relationships as well because in general i'm sorry like the the reputation of men when it comes to relationships is not very good their the abandonment is very easy the negligence in terms of you know the domestic care and everything so it is extra super important especially when you know where you're from a computer a community that faces some particular challenges that you are seeking the absolute critical best for yourself it doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect but if you seek the highest standards that you can possibly get then god willing God's favour upon you, hopefully you don't end up in a situation where maybe you're repeating previous cycles or you end up in a situation where it's really difficult for you, you know, because you're having to juggle, you know, raising your kids, you know, um, having a career and all those things at the same time as well. One of the accusations that's often levelled at us as women is you should choose better. But immediately... We give, you know... Say our, it again. Say it again. They tell us to choose better. But when we tell them how we are choosing better, all of a sudden it's a problem. Eh, you're speaking too much. Eh, who do you think you are? You're the man in the relationship. Shut up. Shut up. What do you want? Point what blank. do you want? Shut that up. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Level up. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. I just, I just, I think there is a gen, I think there is a, like a general, because sometimes you go in the news, you hear things, there's a general kind of trend between the fact that women do go to um, university at high, possibly higher rates. They do um, begin to earn men the longer they wait to get, these are reasons why we're waiting longer to get married, waiting longer to have ch children because we're trying to find partners that we feel that we can rely on. And I think that, what I think is really interesting is I think that it's the patriarchy biting back because we have a lot of conversations about black men are kings and we need to respect them and we need to do this and we need to show, show deference. But ultimately, the, the, the trade-off in patriarchy is the idea that women are meant to be provided for. So if, if you want... You know, if you want to be in a situation where you want to benefit from that patriarchy and you want to have this kind of message, and I'm not knocking it 
saying, you know, men are the head of the household, they make the decision. Men are the head and women is the neck, all that stuff that they were screaming at us in church, all that kind of stuff. What comes with that, especially in a capitalist society, is provision and security. And I feel like sometimes people want to wax lyrical about black women this and black women that. But what you need to understand, and one thing that Ebony said, is that like, you can't have it both ways. We can't be talking about feminine energy, not using your head, using your heart, waiting, being patient, like all of these things that are really engine, even this whole thing about feminine energy, if I'm honest with you. I think masculine and feminine, yin and yang, and I'm I'm cool with using that. But I do feel like there are a, there are probably reasons why black women are perceived to have a lot more masculine energy than women from other ethnicities. And I don't need to list the reasons because I feel like it's very, very, very obvious. We're over-sexualized. We are, we suffer from adultification, adultification from a very, very young age. On top of that, having all the cultural pressures we have to not get pregnant, but then get married and get pregnant, to go to university, to go, not to be fast, not to be sexually active, to be focused. We are, we're in a situation where nine times out of 10, black girl childhood is not is not a nice situation it's not a nice experience I don't know if you take time to think about your childhood but a lot of the messages that I still internalize today that I'm paying how many hundreds of pounds for therapy are things that happened in my childhood let's just be real you, for, you I, forgot that also the message don't rely on no man exactly so so then so you send me those messages for like 30 plus years and all of a sudden I'm meant to just start showing deference to someone who doesn't understand the environment I work in culturally, doesn't understand the matters at play and the the wider things that are going on in my life. And then I'm supposed to let that man, even though I bring from a capitalist perspective, I support the household significantly more than he does, still have controls that he can feel better. It's very, very wild. Mm. And I don't see any other ethnic group being asked to do this. Mm-mm. I just don't see it. I just don't, like obviously people we you know white people completely different so sometimes we can't we can't compare <laughs> ourselves yeah but I don't I just just don't see any other ethnic group having it's like bend over backwards and then when you're at you know a ninety degree angle bend over some more hundred and eighty in fact just go the full three hundred and sixty just keep Break going your keep back. going literally <laughs> it's crazy to me and it's just like. And I like it's it's just like to me as someone who is is single who wants who wants to be married who wants to have children. I wasn't particularly triggered about anything that was was said, and I didn't like be like oh what, 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 what. and I didn't put essays because I was just like I know what I want I know how I feel how I feel it's my life it's my pussy sorry excuse my French I'll do with it what I will but I I did think it's interesting that there was just such an uproar when a black woman said no not for me how many times black men have said black women are not for them even in some of the comments when people come for ebony that's why that's why successful black men date white women because your attitude and your this and your that so it's just like i really want to get i really hope in my lifetime we get to a point where black women actually asking for what they deserve is not seen as something that is so abhorrent and is not seen as the most the worst request on the planet because I've just got to a point with these kind of discussions. I just be ignoring all these foolish people online because they're so dumb. And most of them 
have never really had um normal healthy real life experiences where you realize that the majority of these stupid damn dilemmas that they're bringing every day just actually don't matter in the grand scheme of things like when you're actually with a good person you don't actually have to sit down and have these bk chat conversation i'm sorry Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? It's just like, if you're upset about it, cool. You're not someone that's for me in the first place. Like, I used to get really annoyed. It used to go into my psyche and my chakras. But now I'm just like, you're a waste person. Why are you sitting there typing? What it tells me is the place where you're at in your life, where clearly you're feeling undervalued for X, Y, Z reasons. And instead of dealing with that and booking... a therapist as to the ap you're online shouting at the black woman who doesn't even know you exist never will know you exist and it's just ah So just get rid of that man, fuck the therapist. Get rid of that man and go find the man that you actually want. Stop denying yourself. yeah exactly like I just think it's people, whatever I just think people need to be real about um, people need to be real about what it is like in life to be in a relationship with someone you significantly out earn because it's not just about you two in the bubble. Nine times out of 10, it is going to be about other people, what they feel. And I mean, not because you're sitting there thinking, oh, other people are going to think my man is this, but also the male, the male ego. Jesus. So these, so all these conversations about like, would she go out with a bus driver and her like, you know, you know, shitting, excuse my French, on a bus driver. But then part of me is kind of like, how long is a bus driver going to be able to be with someone like with someone like her exactly and survive because you would have to you would have to be on some next spiritual high confidence level because of the way society is set up and being a patriarchal society and the expectations that a man is a provider sit there and chill and be like she earns 20 30 40 times what i earn okay that's extreme And I'm completely comfortable about it. And all the comments that people make and all the questions that they ask, none of it impacts me. None of it makes me feel away. I am completely content. I I would dream for that level of confidence in an equivalent situation. Do you understand? Like, Yeah. because I think we, we don't live in vacuums, you know? And I think sometimes the responses to these things are a bit of a victim mentality and which are isolated also to the region in the world where the topic is being discussed because I cannot for the life of me imagine that really this would be um, as much of an issue in say like an African context as it is in the American context because a lot of men within Africa take pride in being that person who can provide and does those things. Like so... Like, they will actually fight to be that person. They may not like a woman earning more than them, but then they're not going to be like, oh, why is, you know, being a bus driver not okay? They'll be like, no, nah, being a bus driver isn't okay for me. I'm going to rise to this because this is the person that I want to be. They wouldn't really take it in that way. So it's also contextual as well. And it's just like, I'm, I'm so bored of it. Like, 
every so often, every few years, this conversation cycles around again. But um, like I said, I think Ebony articulated herself well. And I actually saw in a lot of the responses that a lot of men actually did understand what she was saying and agreed with it. So again, I think it just comes down to the psyche of the person that's um, processing the information, where they're at and where their particular internal uh, securities, self-securities or insecurities lie. Done. I was gonna say that. Have we spoken about it? <laughs> I have not. I don't have nothing else to add at all, at all, at all, at all. Um, I say that, and then I and then I'll add. It's exactly. quite interesting because <laughs> no, this week, right? I came to this actual week. I rewatched the Eartha Kit snippet on compromise. Have oh. you seen it? When she's yeah, talking about relationships and they're saying like, oh, you have to compromise. And she's like, compromise for what? And for years, I feel like I I didn't like that video. I didn't like the conversation. I wondered if I even liked Eartha Kit. And it just dawned on me this week for a, a different conversation, but same, same. I think compromise, in that context, use that example, compromise doesn't mean that you have to be in the relationship. You have to be in the relationship and compromise. Just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't get with someone who isn't matching your standards, isn't matching your values. Like for the first time this week, I was like, she's right. I don't need to compromise. I just also just don't need to be there. Yeah. And that's that. And I think and I think like, you know, one of my one of my phrases that I'm trying to hold in my heart this year in terms of how I organize myself, my work, my process, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so you can't want to be a go-getter, be progressive, show up in certain spaces, assert yourself, da, 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 and then come home and it's like, oh, I'm settling. Because if you're saying that that's not the person that you are at work, then why is that the person that you are in another space? Like all aspects should be aligned. And if it's not, if it's not, like I said, just know what you're doing. Don't be complaining. Don't be attacking anyone. Appreciate these are these are the choices that mm. you've made. Mm -hmm. You have you have volition to make other choices, and that's that. And and that can be hard. That can be hard because love is not simple. Relationships are not simple. Who you fall for, who you're yearning for, the fact that it is actually so hard to find love for some people mm. means that you you start to question you know where your values where your standards expectations lie but you have to you have to engage with that consciously because life is long and if you're trying 100%. to choose a lifelong partner you need to be clear on what and who you're choosing not just for you but if you're bringing children into this world as mm -hmm. well what that means for them and what that means for you not as you as an individual but you as a parent two separate things so Hell no, 100%. don't compromise. And if also, just to add on that, if you're not compromising, you need to kind of own the consequences of that as well because there's nothing to say that, you know, um, black men universally, and I hate to generalise or however the proportion is, will suddenly now rise to the standard that you want and you need to be prepared that if that is the case, do you still want to hold on to that choice or do you want to make different choices? Either way, you need to own the outcome of it because you are an autonomous individual and you have the say as to what your life 
looks like or pans out but the thing is i feel like a lot of women these days actually understand like that dynamic in things and it's the reason why as you said before natalie a lot of women are choosing to get married later to have kids later or maybe not even have kids because they understand that actually i prefer the trade-off of potentially missing out on these things as opposed to um settling and invent ending up in a situation that could negatively impact me for the rest of my life yeah yeah I just think, I just think, I just think it's sad, really, that when, I know I keep going back to it, but this is the thing that just trips me up, is that when a black woman says, actually, no, not for me, um, she gets shitted on the way that she has. But that being said, I can honestly say, hand on heart, where I have significantly compromised in relationships, I have paid for it later. I could never say that I've made a significant compromise. And that's not just about profession, but where I've made a significant compromise in my relationships is never actually paid off. So I wouldn't even encourage people, if they might be thinking, oh, what she said about a bus driver is harsh and I'll just meet a guy and we'll just see where it goes. Not at this stage in your life. You need to do things with intentionality. And I think mm -hmm. I do think fairness is on black men to to think about um what they want to be intentional and to be go-getters and there are there are a lot of black men out there will I find one I pray every day I'm manifesting I was singing about I was singing Beyonce's I'm going to see my husband I don't even have a man but the wide the wider point for me is that we just need to stop asking black women to to not have standards we need to stop expecting them to take anything that anyone else wants to give them and like Shan says, if you're going to take, you know, crap in your relationships and in your personal life and you're not going to respect yourself and put yourself in situations where you're compromising against what is actually and going against what is in your best interest, then you're going to do that everywhere. I think it's the one time that I can accept the saying with Michelle Obama, I never accept it, but I think this is the one time where it's applicable when they go low you go high <laughs> stay keep your standards high girl Listen, absolutely I was about mm -hmm. to say, go lower 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 but yeah lower 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 <laughs> well that was good thanks Nats for Friday I feel, night, I I feel purged I feel cleansed although I had no clue that any of this was going on until I feel message. like I triggered both of you because I was like have you seen this she was like no and I was like here you go I was like, wow, like I missed all of these fiery retorts. I'm kind of glad though, because I would have got gone into the vortex of all the responses. But man, I don't care enough like about these things anymore like that. I just think I just think it's sad. She I know we haven't had time to discuss it, but she did make wider comments about black mediocrity, um, and the bigotry of low expectations for black women, for black people, which we're gonna have to discuss on a separate, you mm. know, talk about it. Because that was a that was a that was a linguistic one. Still, I was like, "You what?" Because <laughs> I know what those words mean individually, but when put together, I was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the first time, I, and it's that it's it's actually it's a study, it's, apparently, it's, isn't it? Yes, a study, and people mm. came for her. But anyway, oh, thirty-five years of being a black black female person now, and I would say I've been a woman since I was twenty-one, and it doesn't get easier. <laughs> I wasn't a woman at eighteen; I was still a baby girl. Or should I say I was a woman at 25? I don't know. Somebody could, like, 
criticize you for saying any of it, sir. You're a woman whenever you feel like you're a woman. <laughs> and each junction requires a different version of your womanhood. That's one thing they said. Like what you think you've got locked on 20 at 20 or what you need to mm. lock in your 20s is different from your 30s and 40s and 50s. So we just keep we just keep evolving, learning, growing, mm-hmm. staying true. Who knows? Maybe in ten years' time, we will become like one of those really toxic black women who are kind of at that forties, fifties age now. I'm trying to think of certain mm-hmm. examples. I won't name them by name, but every so often they just come out with absolute bullshit. Excuse my French, and you're just like, sis, that's really the way. Yeah, but is it? Is it? it are you hearing me? it as? Are you hearing it as BS because of where you're at right now? Potentially, that's things, what I'm saying. Maybe when I get to that, that age, I'll be yeah, like, it will make more sense. It will make more sense. Mm. I never forget when I was in my twenties. Someone said to me, "Oh, love, love isn't everything." I was, I was disgusted. I was like, "Love will carry everything." Now I'm like, "Love that pay the flipper bill." Love, <laughs> love that. Love that. <laughs> it's not the truth. Love is a verb. You got things to do. Okay, on that note, Natalie, look her off, man. Sorry, I had to do that little bit. That's the best bit of the song. Okay, thank you. Sorry, that's an anchor. It's a banger. No, it is. But let's focus. Um, I just want to thank you for listening. Um, thank the listeners for listening. Please do like get on the comments, do interact. If you want to drag us, please drag us. Um, don't see how you can, but you know, you'll find a way. Drag us online, but not in the reviews. Thanks. <laughs> but um, let's please like have um keep this conversation going because I think it's deeper than will you date someone that earns less than you. It's a lot, a lot more for us to think about in terms of how we want to live our lives and the lives that we want to live. So on that note, I'm gonna say bye. And we'll see you on the next. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) Bye.